Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex, one of the most listened to food podcasts in Texas. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. And we have ice cream today. It's starting to warm up in Texas. I know we had cake last week and pie. We have ice cream this week. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of time to talk ice cream, don't you think, Steve? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to uh, see. We're going to have ice cream, new ice cream here right downtown. We're going to have ice cream within walking distance. Carrie Crow from Melt Ice Cream is here today. And uh, Carrie, say hello. Hello, hello. And uh, we're going to talk about food news, and then we're going to talk about your new places, because you've decided to open up, like, bunches of new ice cream places <laughs> all at once like you're opening two within two months or something like that yeah we've so, got our work cut out well, we're going to talk about melt we're going to talk about ice cream and mm-hmm. and all the uh, cold news instead of any hot news bulletins mm-hmm. we're going to have cold news flashes for the summer here uh steve there's some uh, there's some news going on in, in restaurants uh, i mean before we get away if you're listening to this uh, before Memorial Day weekend, it's still the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial, mm-hmm. and uh, the, you were uh, just just down there today, right? The Charles Schwab Challenge. Mm-hmm. I was in, at. Uh, I personally attended the Charles Schwab Challenge, and I I want to recommend if you go to the golf this weekend, uh, do not stop up front. Do not go to like the Colonial 1896 Grill or whatever it is. Go directly to the back of the course, way out around eight and seven. There is a B&B Butcher's Club tent out there. That's where the fun is. That's where it's kind of a 13th hole for the other side of the course, but B&B Butcher's is out there serving their Kobe Beef Texas Hot Dog, uh, their Wagyu Burger that's the Gary Patterson Burger, a big, thick, uh, you know, really good burger, and they they – they flew in buns from New York for this. They flew. <laughs> they, they, they fly. Get, actually, they get a lot of stuff from New York. I'm you at, can't uh, get good hamburgers. It's, it's from New York, so uh, they actually bring in a lot of stuff from New York. I mean, I remember when you flew hamburger buns out of Houston, but I'm not used <laughs> to flying any of these potato buns they flew out of New York. And, of course, they have cheesecake, and they have a lobster roll mm-hmm. like you can get usually on the uh, Cape Cod coast. So mm-hmm. if you are not feeling like you're on the Cape uh, when it's 90 degrees at, Col- at Colonial this weekend, at least you can have a little lobster. Do they have the katsu sandwich also? They have the katsu, yeah, the katsu sando. And, it's, uh, and you know, um, the Thursday of the golf tournament, mm-hmm. uh, if anyone happens to be lucky enough to hear this on the first day of the tournament, it's uh, 70s day. If you wear 70s clothing, then you get 73% off your food. And I think that means the katsu sando is only like $40. Yeah, or I was going to say, it's over, what, it's 160 or something? Yeah, I think so. so yeah, it's, you're the guy with the so katsu sando. Is there any melt ice cream that costs in that yeah, range? There is, there's no gold flake yeah, to melt yeah, ice cream. Yeah, like I know it's super premium ice cream, but it's not like super expensive mm-hmm. ice cream. But that almost makes me want to go watch golf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, well, the B&B Butchers, uh, I, I suggest going directly to B&B because they, mm-hmm. they they did a good job with Colonial this year. Uh, a couple of the other things that are going on in food, uh, you know, there's a big opening over by the TCU area, and that's Fat Shack. Robert Philpot had written about the Fat Shack in Denton. Uh, this is the all-fried restaurant that Mark Cuban now has sunk a quarter of a million dollars into. The Shark Tank uh, thing? This is the Shark, shark Tank. Exactly yeah, right. right. The Shark, shark tank, tank thing. thing. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right. So it's like fried Oreos and fried Twinkies and fried cookies. It's kind of like State Fair all year long. It's like State Fair every day, <laughs> and it's Fat Shack on Berry at Waits, and it's uh, they have fried chicken tenders, and then they have a sandwich that is like a Philly cheesesteak with fried chicken tenders, fried onion rings, French fries, fried jalapenos, and I don't can't remember, two or three other fried things. And they take it all and fry it? 
<laughs> a second time. They take it all and they batter it all and fry it, and then they give it to you. And uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they needed a quarter of a million dollars from Mark Cuban. I think they could easily have gotten a quarter million dollars from the cardiac unit at Harris <laughs> to underwrite this. I mean, I don't think there should have been any shortage of investors. I'm going to go back and check out that episode. I want to see what made them think. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and am I going to trust Mark Cuban about fat, about right. eating fried food? He doesn't look like he ever even eats a French fry. Yeah, they're just you know, seeing you know, the, the, you know, the yeah. sharks are all talking, going like, yeah, you know, that's what we need. You know, this is what the world needs is fried food. That's what they want is more fried food. And uh, maybe they have a better read on college students these mm-hmm. days that everybody's into more fried food. But I know that everybody's into good ice cream. And so that's why we wanted Carrie here today, because Carrie, you are you, – you, taken melt from a small shop on rosedale to three nice shops now and uh are you going to open any more shops before the end of the summer or just two now is this you have <laughs> another another one in august or <laughs> just anything just the two okay she well, one of those special mastercards or whatever that they had you know i see yeah. was it was it uh, american express your business american express you charging it all? <laughs> I don't have one of those. Just, uh, okay. just, just, just uh, ring it all up. Well, we should let you talk a little bit and tell us about what Melt started as and what it's become and introduce yourself. I think you used to be a photographer. Is that right? That is correct. Steve and I were just talking that the first time we met um, was at the Austin Food and Wine Festival. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I was still a photographer. I um, My journey kind of came from... Um, I I was wanted to be in a newsroom like this um, when I graduated college and um, actually found myself photographing food and kind of everything under the sun weddings mm-hmm. and babies and um, but I fell in love with photographing food and um, especially here in Fort Worth and I got to know some of the chefs and the restaurant tours and. Um, it just really piqued my curiosity even more and to learn about those food that the different foods in Fort Worth and just kind of the history of them and um, just how much work it is to be a, a, a food business owner here in in Fort Worth I mean really any city but here particularly um, and then just knowing that it's a really hot hot place and um, <laughs> a good business model yeah so every summer my husband and I would just talk about how we wished we could get local ice cream and um, and one summer, I just decided that why why keep talking about it? Why couldn't it be us? And so I went on a journey to discover how to make ice cream and um, what made up the experience of a really great experience. Um, and, you know, originally I was just going to open a little cart and um, I started telling my neighbors and my community and, and Fairmount about um, what I was doing in my transition from photography to ice cream and um, they all wanted a place that they could go to and a place that they could take their kids to um, and so I really just took the leap and signed a lease to open a space. We're talking with Carrie Crow of Melt Ice Cream. She has a location on West Magnolia in Fort Worth in the Kent Block and she also has a location coming this summer in Sundance Square on Houston next to Riata and a new location that's already open on North Bishop in Dallas. So uh, three melts, take your choice. You can, uh, yeah, at some point you'll be able to, to just get a melt in Dallas, eat it while you drive home, and then get another melt in Fort Worth. So <laughs> you can just have, what were the, what was the ice cream you remember growing up, or what did you pattern after? Was Were you trying to do some sort of an Amy's kind of culture? or what? No, so I'm not from Texas, I'm from the country um, out in Georgia. So mm-hmm. I actually don't remember a whole lot of ice cream shops in my town. It was a really small town, but what I do remember is 
um, we would have ice cream socials at church and every different family had like a specialty ice cream that they would bring chocolate or peach or um, what what fruits they'd grown in their garden or canned um, and we always made vanilla my family always made a, a mm-hmm. classic vanilla that we turned and I remember that just being such um, a really beautiful part of my childhood is being able to go and get as many bowls of the different flavors of ice cream as you can this is one of those where you have the rock salt and the ice and, yeah. and you're spinning you know, hand, tr- hand, hand, tr- hand churning yeah. you know, Crank ice cream. Yeah, like, like a big they, bucket type thing. Like they have at the malt shop in Weatherford is the only place I know they still the restaurant that has this hand cranked ice cream. If you go if you're going to the new H E B in Hudson Oaks, just go a little further and the mm-hmm. malt shop is out there and they have like twelve ice cream makers going with, you know, fresh peach and you know, all the different flavors. It's well, it's a really old I remember doing it sometimes as a kid a few times that we you know especially like around fourth of july or something like that where you have a gathering and basically it was kind of like make the kids work for the ice cream you know right yeah good ice cream doesn't right. come easy right yeah yeah just, uh, some t- teach some family values there you get on that crank if you want some ice cream well you made the leap not just you you picked ice cream and decided to go into that but you decided to go into business that's something I mean, most journalists, photographers, writers, everybody are pretty used to, I mean, we don't become entrepreneurs. And, and you decided to come out, to go out and, and start on your own. Was there a, some family background or someone else who inspired you or led you, who mentored you as you started a business? You know, I think um, the beautiful part of my, my journey is I was incredibly naive to how hard <laughs> it is. Um, and I think most people that get into the restaurant business are naive, because <laughs> I don't think they would go into it if they actually knew how hard it was. Um, but I do have an uncle that's uh, an entrepreneur, um, and he, I mean, I guess some of my inspiration came from him. I um, I loved seeing the way that he thought about the world and thought about business. And um, but other than that, it was really just kind of go by gut feeling. And um, I've reached out to so many different people over the years, and especially when I was starting. Um, I just wasn't afraid to ask questions from different people here in the industry, um, here in our city that were our chefs or restaurant owners um, are very incredibly generous with their knowledge. Um, I mean, I could pick up the phone and call John Bonnell and ask him a question and he would answer. And, um, and that's just one example. There's so many people that have been really generous with knowledge. A couple of things that I think have made Melt a success. One is the whole personality around it. Uh, and, and that is you have fun names for your flavors and fun flavors and, and, a, and a lot of uh, a lot of variety. What what flavors did you start out as and how did you pick this whole fun, happy uh, atmosphere? Yeah. So the two questions, I'll start um, with how we picked kind of the happy branding. I think ice cream should be a happy experience. And name some of the flavors that I'm thinking of. Yeah. So um, we change our flavors every six weeks. So but we always have a classic flavors um we call them our always flavors um and that's vanilla chocolate coffee salted caramel our take on an oreo ice cream um and then we always have a dairy-free vegan ice cream um and then we have rotating flavors and those were really just flavors that we wanted to experiment with ingredients so a honey lavender was one of the ice creams that we started with a um we called it berry basil it was a strawberry jam and a a fresh basil ice cream and um really we wanted to um encourage the fort worth community to try something a little bit different that they may um, not have experienced in other ways um and i don't think those two flavors are particularly crazy but we wanted um things that you wouldn't necessarily see at every ice cream shop on the corner 
Well, let's see. Did you used to do like a Voca coffee one too? Yes, we still do a coffee one. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh Well, then the other thing that gave you such a lift is that you came along just as uh, social media was really exploding, and your photos from your photography uh, skill, your your food photos were better than anyone else's food photos, and you the pictures of you on the then new Instagram that everybody looks at now. I mean, you, I mean, my Instagram and Facebook and, and sometimes Twitter feeds were full of people put, you know, showing cute pictures of your shop and ice cream and you with ice cream or whatever. But you, you took your photo skills and, and put them to work really, um, you know, you really uh, gained a lot of velocity. Thank you. I think that um, when you don't have a marketing budget whatsoever, you figure <laughs> out really nimble ways that you can use that. And my background came in um, really great for that. Yeah, the uh, bright yellow building was kind of uh, Instagram worthy kind of thing where yeah. people would like Very to get their so. picture taken yeah. in front of. And the reason we, I, I was a art major in college, and the reason we chose the color ye- yellow um, is yellow represents the color of happiness. And um, like I said, I think that ice cream should be this celebration, this treat. Um, generally, you're going to get ice cream as an after dinner reward, or you're trying to change the mood you're in, or you are celebrating something, or as a kid, maybe you're getting bribed for something. So. <laughs> That's great. You're in Dallas now for, and we should mention first, the Fort Worth store is at 1201 West Magnolia near the Kent Wines and the, the, uh, the near, near Heim Barbecue. So, uh, and then now you're in Dallas at 401 North Bishop, 405 North Bishop in the Bishop Arts District. Uh, what's been different in Dallas? Are people, you know, do people order different uh, flavors? Do people come at a different times? Uh, there's always, people always think of something different between Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah, I think Bishop Arts actually is a really unique neighborhood, and um, a a big reason that we chose to go in there is it reminded us a lot of the community that we're already in, Um, and so that is something that we have seen. Um, But yeah, the traffic patterns are definitely different, um, and it's just a journey to get to know the community and the things that they care about there, And um, but our ice cream has been really well received, and um, people are just trickling in, and it's been a really fun opportunity to get to know more people and get more people to know and experience our brand is there a flavor more popular in dallas and fort worth or vice versa you know that would be good to know but i haven't looked that up yet (laughs) and then you're going to open next to riata uh, in a shop that i think it was cold stone i don't remember what it started as but it's been cold stone for many years and then pachugo i think it was a marble slab and then marble slab yeah marble slab right that's right that's right not cold stone marble slab Mm -hmm. so it's been an ice cream shop and it gets everybody coming in and out of riata um that you know what what you know you've had a a, some push cart uh, operation on sundance before so you've really been downtown this is just kind of an expansion right yeah so we um launched the push cart in sundance square plaza right next to the fountains um in march or april and it's gone really well and um you know sundance does just a really great job with their community and um with their retail partners and um it's a lot of times guests from that visit Fort Worth don't necessarily make it out of Sundance Plaza for whatever reason, whether they're here on a short travel business trip um, or what, but we wanted an opportunity for those those that clientele to be able to experience um, another taste of Fort Worth. And so it was just a really great opportunity. Well, the, uh, at the 
uh, Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival. I noticed you're set up in like a food truck type thing. Do you all have something like that? Yes. Yeah, so that, that is our, we call it the Joyride. Joy um, mm-hmm. And it is a beautiful big yellow um, van mm-hmm. ice cream truck. Um, and we use it for different events and um, we take it all over the city. And um, yeah, it's just a really fun way. So in the cart, we actually, we call it the happy cart. And then mm-hmm. the truck is called the Joyride. Um, and the cart, we actually pre-lid those scoops. Um, but in the in the Joyride, we get to scoop onto cones. And mm-hmm. so you get to have a fresh ice cream cone experience. You had some sort of like push-up pop or something too when you were at the, is that something That's you do normally? That's the new deal, the push-up pops, right? Yeah, we did. Um, we call them we call them happy pops, um, and for the that was the first time we did that it was at the food and wine festival, and we just thought if people are going to be carrying around a beer, they mm-hmm. weren't going to have two hands to be able to eat ice cream. So our mm-hmm. push pops were our opportunity to kind of solve that problem. You could hold your beer and still eat an ice cream. Well, that's Texas ingenuity. <laughs> you know, te- ice cream has come so far in the last five years. How, how long ago did you open? Four years. We five opened years? five years ago. Five years ago. You know, I mean, it used to be. I mean, everybody would argue over who had the best ice cream you know dairy queen or mcdonald's the dairy queen had better soft serve than mcdonald's and then you'd have the tcby's and and then you know then i mean there were some people who actually would eat the bottom of the barrel which in my opinion is sonic (laughs) (laughs) i I will warn you if you get a sonic ice cream Mm -hmm. it will you can bring it home or frosty you can bring them home (laughs) and just leave them out on the counter all night long and you come back and they will not have melted. It's, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know There's something about that. It's just I'm very suspicious mm-hmm. about ice cream that doesn't melt. But um, you know, it, it used to be that we, you know, we, we bicker. I mean, people had these wistful memories of Ashburton's and, and the old ice cream chains of their youth and, and Baskin Robbins. But it's like there was this whole new ice cream explosion. And uh, so you came in with melt and then we have these pops and uh, various places. Which ones do you like? Who, who do you know? Who are, you, who are your pals in the ice cream business? Um, I, I have a lot of pals kind of in and around um, Texas. Yeah. Um, so some in Austin that I'm good friends with are called Sweet Ritual. And then I have ice cream friends in Ohio. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some people I went and studied under in Cleveland, Ohio, and um, they're called Mason's Creamery. Um, but I will definitely, I'm not afraid to eat a, a popsicle every once in a while. I know that, uh, and we had Burke Harvey here uh, talking about the Rogers Roundhouse last week, he has curlies. And uh, Burke went to custard school in St. Louis to learn how to make custard for curlies. And he talks about the you know, the time he spent like several weeks at custard school. Yeah. And so you went to Ohio? I went to Ohio and it wasn't necessarily a school I apprenticed. I stayed in a hostel and I just, um, I worked with this couple for a few weeks and just um, learned how to make ice cream in their kitchen and um, followed them around to farmer's markets and different events and things like that and kind of learned the ropes. So is there like something special with the, like you look for, for the cream you use in ice cream or... Yeah, we use a 14% butter fat. Um, uh-huh. And then we focus on making all of our ingredients in-house. So one of the things that makes us unique is we don't have a visual dipping cabinet. It's closed. Um, part of the reason is we don't use any fake extracts or coloring. And we don't. We want people to taste with their tongue and not with their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and traditionally, ice cream, you're, you you see it visually and you're, you're, you're making decisions before you actually put it in your mouth. And so mm-hmm. we really wanted people to be able to taste a raspberry jam in a lemon raspberry ice cream and it not be an, a raspberry extract, but it actually be a raspberry jam for uh-huh. fresh raspberries. Mm-hmm. 
lemon raspberry ice cream. I'm, yeah. I'm already kind of thinking about that. <laughs> I'm talking with Kerry Crow of Melt Ice Creams. What uh, what next? Or do you want more locations? Will you have more commercial like restaurant outlets? What what's next? Probably sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're very excited to open this on Sundance location, and that's keeping us pretty busy right now. Um, I think something that's really important for us as we grow that we continue to create a feeling that is. Um, that we are still a community brand and that we care really deeply about um, our customers. And so it's not necessarily how big we can go, but how deep we can go with our customers and what other things we can do for them and with them and um, come alongside them to provide more happiness in Fort Worth. Is there any restaurants or anything that actually carry your ice cream? Not right now. We don't do a lot of wholesale yet. Uh There was at uh, Conoroso though. We did. We did do a partnership with Connie Rosso for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Are they using another one now? Or are they? You no, had they your strawberry t- mint there for a while. It was very good. They took. I think they took ice cream off the menu. Yeah, it went out of season. It's back mm-hmm. in now. Uh, you know, any other? Uh, you know, Steve. I mean, other food news we should mention just in case. Uh, Derek Allen's Texas Barbecue on Eighth Avenue at Rosedale opens May twenty seventh. So that's another high end barbecue place. Mm-hmm that will be opening and then on may 29th that's the first day for jamelli which is chef tim love's oh, yeah. new yeah, uh, tim love right garden uh-huh. garden cafe and patio uh-huh. and detroit style square thick crust pizza restaurant yeah so I, the, I need to drive by there and see what he's growing i mean you know, that's, that's such a you know all this rain he should have a really big garden by now if he's been working on it you made that sound suspicious i need to, <laughs> I need to drive by there and see no what i just want to see i just want to see what no, not no <laughs> it is everything around there is tall and green right. and that river bottom that produced so many vegetables so many years for so many immigrant families that's where all the all the uh, farmers fort worth farmers mm-hmm. market fruit and vegetables yeah, used to come that's like from greek, that, greek that too, river right? valley so the like greek the greek immigrant right. families yeah. all settled down there mm-hmm. so he's down in that very you know very nice valley off uh, it's at 4400 white settlement road be open may 29th it'll be open for dinner tuesday wednesday and thursday and then lunch and dinner friday saturday and sunday every week and that and that's jamelli he was on uh, the today show talking about it so here yeah, there's some people are going to come to fort worth to see jamelli so derek allen's and jamelli and then the middle of middle of june casa Hakaranda opens in mansfield oh, that, that's that's the, fun that's the, a fun sounding name the little <laughs> venus place that's a little homespun a uh, little homespun uh, tex-mex restaurant everything's mm-hmm. made by hand when you order there's none of this slamming it together and bring it out and say plate is hot you know everything is put together exactly uh, when you order it and it's uh, casa Hakaranda. And then mid-June, uh, the original Chop House Burgers is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, Arlington place that was in the burger battle, that'll be opening. We have a whole list of openings that's in the uh, FridayDFW.com mm-hmm. weekend or on DFW.com in the story about chicken salad chick coming to Camp Bowie Boulevard. So lots oh. of news, lots of openings, and we'll, we put the Melt Ice Cream opening in there. We said you were opening in July. Is that right? We're going to try. We're going to do our best. <laughs> okay, we'll put in there. She says she's going to try. try. You're right. <laughs> Isn't that what every restaurant says? I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's I, always. I, and yes. Honestly, I usually like fudge them a while. When they say we're going to be open July 1st, I usually say opening mid-July. Yeah. You know, I, You're kind I, of I, the will of your permit. Yeah, and I've got right. to where I could judge. Okay, I could say, okay, you never make your openings. Okay, you always make your openings 
you know, but anyway, people don't want everybody showing up the first day. Anyway. Well, there's something always unforeseen or that, yeah. that the city wants this or that, you know, it's, yeah. and, you know, and you go like, oh, I didn't know I had to do that. <laughs> what, uh, we, we love talking about restaurants so much here. What do you think about the general scene on Magnolia right now and the fact that some people seem to be saying South Main is the new Magnolia and the hipsters are moving? How do you feel about the what's it? I think there's Fort Worth is growing so much. There's enough business for everybody. Um, I'm really excited about some of the restaurants opening on south main i'm very excited um but i i mean magnolia is not slowing down i mean we drove by last night at 10 p.m and every place is packed um and i think the the community has just gotten better on magnolia so it, it's drawn more people and there's so many people it's drawn so many people that now there's an audience for south main too so it's worked great um, well anything else to cover about melt what are the flavors right now what what should we go have this weekend Ooh, you should definitely have our summer Sunday. We just released that, um, and it is three scoops of your choice. Um, and then it's a coconut meringue pieces on it, a coconut sauce, and a passion fruit caramel sauce. Um, and it's really yummy. And then we just released our summer cone pairing. So right now that is a strawberry cone. We always have a vanilla mm-hmm. cone. Um, and I had it last night with our pistachio ice cream. It was a really good combination. Um, so we have our, our four rotating flavors are pistachio white chocolate stradatella um, and then a raspberry with a lemon bar ice cream mm-hmm. it's got a raspberry jam swirl in it and then we have a for our vegan ice cream we have a um, coconut pandan leaf with hints of lime in it mm-hmm. that all sounds i'm so all, i love coconut mm-hmm. i love coconut i love pineapple and mm-hmm. i make I, I drive to the to the Paleteria in Haltom City to get the pina colada ice cream mm, there. Yeah, you have to try. It doesn't have I, pineapple in it, yeah, but it's it's really yummy. I know. No, you're talking about good Thai coconut things, and and, and and you make your cones, right? We make all. We have yeah. a so traditionally ice cream shops use a mix um, mm-hmm. that they mix with water, and there's mm-hmm. no shame in that for them. But mm-hmm. we make our cones with butter and heavy cream and they're legit some of the best cones i yeah, think in the it's world. just kind of it's one of those things when you walk in that's one of the first things you smell is, yeah. is the is the the cones and it's kind of like wow this really smells good <laughs> and then our last flavor that we have on rotation right now is called what's poppin and it is a um a buttery salted caramel popcorn ice cream and then we top it with a few pieces of caramel popcorn <laughs> i don't think i can talk uh, and about you this you couldn't anymore. have brought any of this here <laughs> with so you sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i can talk about this anymore it's just getting too distracting um steve wilson i think we're just going to have to go so All right yeah yeah i so, think uh, you know and i think we're gonna have to like go now maybe thank you very much <laughs> road Kerry. trip thank you very much carrie crow until next week i'm bud kennedy and steve wilson 